Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, thank you for tuning in to the inaugural episode of It Came From Cherry Hill. Uh, this is a Monster Mania fan cast as we, and I say we because my name is Glenn, I will be one of your hosts here, and I'm joined by my very dear, dear friend for at this point, probably I'd say, oh man, what, 18, 18 years? Stop it. It's a long time. It's a long time. Uh, but I'm joined by my good friend Rob, and we are huge Monster Mania fans. Uh, Rob, how you doing this evening? I'm doing well, man. Uh, half the audience tuned out when they realized we're old. That, you know, that, that's fine. You know, I, like I feel like you know what? Don't they say like things get better with age? Isn't that how it works? Unless you're a banana. <laughs> I think I think that's supposed to be how it goes. And really, we've been attending uh, Monster Mania for. I, I mean, I think we were probably, I don't know, it's, it's over it's over a decade, yeah. right, right? I think we figured it out. Um, we came together on Monster Mania 2, I think. It was year 1 or 2. Um, happened to, it's, it's lovely when you're a local boys and yeah. you find out, oh, there's, there's a horror convention in my backyard? Yeah, let, let's go do that. It's even better again when you're, you know, you're 18, not a whole lot else to do. So go hang out at the horror movie convention and oh, meet some people. Oh, absolutely, man! Like the fact that this plate that Monster Mania is in, like you said, in our backyard. Like we are, we are spoiled rotten because <laughs> I feel like Monster Mania is probably one of the you know premier conventions on the East Coast. At least one of the ones that you hear about you know the most the most often. Um, and the fact that we live, I mean, you're about like forty minutes away. I'm like twenty. Like we got it. We got it pretty good. Yeah, and we used to, you know, I used to be down here with you, so it was even closer. But, uh, it, yeah, it's really, what, Monster Mania and, and Chiller, really, the, the two big East Coast ones. Like, the two, like, big, like, at least over here in uh, in Jersey, for sure. Um, yeah. So, like, the fact that we've got both of them, like, that's, that's pretty good. Uh, but Monster Mania, I feel like, was always super special, which, like, kind of, you know, provoked not provoked me but motivated uh me to be like hey like let's see about possibly starting a monster mania fan podcast um, because there w- there is uh a an official monster mania podcast uh that you can subscribe to i'll even put the link over in the show notes so you know if you for some reason haven't heard of the official monster mania podcast you can go ahead and listen to their episodes because they have a pretty good back catalog uh on there for you to listen to but it doesn't like it didn't come out quite as much as I wanted it to, like, as a fan, uh, and I thought that that podcast was great because it gave you, like, a little bit of the show that you could listen to and kind of, like, take with you because Monster Mania only comes twice a year, and it's such a long time <laughs> in between the shows, you know? So the fact that they would just give me just, like, a little bit of that experience to listen to, like, you know, uh, each month or so uh, was, like, kind of just, like, got me to, like, the next one. Then I'm like, okay, just a little bit more, a little bit more. Uh, but I'm like, you know, I need I need something. I need to talk about this more. I'm too excited for it. So I said, Rob, like, do you think you'd be possibly interested in just sharing our mutual obsession with Monster Mania? And for some reason, you decided to <laughs> indulge me. I do find it funny that I know in my own personal brain, I always like to make fun of people, like, talk about Christmas all year round, but yet I'm the guy who talks about a car convention perpetually all year round. It's the thing that, uh, you know, we're always thinking about, we're always talking about new stuff it's a facebook we're all about it so it's a really this is a cool this is a really cool idea you know it doesn't exist so let's make it let's do our own thing that's awesome that's probably one of the coolest things you know about uh podcasting uh this show is like you know part of the preach network we're a network of different podcasts and really it just started off with you know a couple friends being like you know we just want to 
sit around and talk about the things we love. And Monster Mania is definitely one of the things we love. Uh, so thank you for you know agreeing to jump on here and do this with me. I think this is uh, super fun. I'm excited to see if we end up doing uh, doing like a bunch more, or any more of them. But hopefully, hopefully you'll enjoy the podcast experience. I'm definitely, I always love it, and uh, the fact that we just get to hang out and talk about Monster Mania, like that's yeah, that's the best. Well, we'll definitely we at least have to do at the very least we have to do at least one more, right? So this is the hype show, yeah. and then we got to do the blow off show after the con, which is next week oh no i know as we're recording this it is uh, february 27th and monster mania is march 8th through the 10th uh so we are just about a week away from the convention itself in cherry hill new jersey at the crown crown plaza struggle struggle with reading we had that conversation <laughs> earlier uh and you know i'm i'm super super excited um but instead of just telling you like that I am excited and conveying my excitement to you. Um, like Rob, in your opinion, what like makes Monster Mania stand out? Because you are, like myself, quite geeky, and I'm sure you've been to a few conventions in your time, but what is it about Monster Mania that is like, you know, gets you so hyped? So uh, for me, it is subject matter first and foremost. Horror movies are my love, my passion. Um, it, they have been an integral part of my life since I was eight years old and watched a vhs recorded version of nightmare i should be a texas chainsaw massacre on my buddy's like like 15 inch (laughs) old school tv um so they're a huge huge part of my life and have have been seared into my subconscious and it's probably caused a little bit of damage um and just to be able to surrounded by people that share that love share that passion but share it in different ways and are excited about different things and who you know, you have the autograph folks. You have the people that are just there for the spectacle. You have the cosplayers who are the best. Absolutely. Um, you got people like me who just love collecting plastic stuff. Um, who just love that that part of it. That's you know where I fall in, right? Like, I have an office full of it. Um, and even though we all have kind of that shared vision of, hey, we're all there for hard moves, but everyone kind of digs something a little bit different. And that makes it cool. That makes it interesting. And that makes it fun. Um, and watching the con grow as it has over the last <laughs> better part of a decade yeah, um, over, has been yeah. amazing um, and spectacular. That Oh, wow. Like, it's not just me. I'm not the only one who likes this stuff. Like, there's a, there's a huge long line of people trying to get in to come, you know, do the same things that i'm doing so it's really cool yeah there's like that it's one of those communal experiences and i feel like now in the age of like streaming and don't get me wrong like i'll netflix like binge like you know with the (laughs) with the best of them uh but like you know people are so kind of like tuned into like you know either like like consuming content like on their on their phone like streaming something at home um People, I feel like people still go to the movies. I still love to go to the movies. Yeah. Um, but like, this is one of those experiences where people are walking around, like they're expressing their like you know enthusiasm for, like you said, something that they really love and you know are excited about, and they're doing it without being glued to like you know a piece of technology. It's people interacting like you know face to face, like talking about something or like pulling out like you know a really cool t-shirt inspired by a movie and being like oh isn't that cool it's one of the only places you can turn around to almost like a complete stranger who's like next to you and be like oh like check that out and they will like respond in kind you know um so it's almost like you're like among like you know your people 
while you're there. It's especially cool, too, when you, you know, like, I could point out Leatherface to anybody. And, you know, most people are going to kind of get that right. But when I get to say, like, ooh, look, prom night. Like, that's a really, that's a cool you know, cool little moment between, again, two different strangers where you see some, like, piffy t-shirt. You're like, yeah, that's awesome. Or you just walk around like, ah, it's a cool t-shirt. I love that stuff. Um, yeah, it's that. And it's funny, too, because I think when, when it started, you know, again, going back where we were, um, internet existed. Wasn't as ubiquitous as it was today. Um, we obviously could go out and check out this stuff, but it it was a place for a community, right? Like I can see people that like the same thing that I like. Now it's become more of a celebration because mm-hmm. it's yeah. so much bigger now. And I think people are more willing to um, embrace that. Like this is what I dig. And this is, I'm willing to go to a place and hang out with other people who dig the same thing I do. That's a, that's a cool communal fun experience. And probably why we came back. And the fact that it is a, you know, as we both gotten older, we uh-huh. both have families. Uh-huh. Uh, it is an excuse to go uh, cut loose for, you know, three days. Yeah, and I mean, that, like you said, that communal experience, I feel like, is like kind of like the like the bread and butter of Monster Mania. And I think what kind of helps facilitate that sense of community is that, you know, it's not just... I've been to... I haven't been to a lot of... I've not been to a lot of conventions. I've only been to a few. But, like, if you compare Monster Mania to something like Comic-Con, which might be a little bit more familiar to some people who haven't, you know, been to, um, you know, a lot of conventions, like myself, um, there's more going on at Monster Mania to help kind of, like, bring everyone together. It's not just a collection of, you know, things, like, to buy. Even though, like, one of my favorite pastimes is going through... Um, like the merch section and checking out all the stuff like I know you and I love to kind of just do laps throughout that thing because you feel like no matter what you see um, like there, you always see something new each time you go you can never see it all the first time you're constantly discovering new things but in addition to a big section of you know vendors from really all around the country uh, you have um, you have film screenings going all day long all you know all almost in some cases all night long on Friday Saturday and Sunday, uh, you have Q and A's. You have the costume contest. If you're a VIP ticket holder, you have the VIP party, which I've never gone to, but it's just cool that they have that there. Um, you have the Yorkie charity auction, which is uh, an auction where a lot of um, different vendors at the convention donate items to be sold for, like you know, the benefit of these like Yorkie like dogs. So that's nice. They're giving back. Uh, you know, in a way, and there's uh, you have all the autographs there. You have photo ops, so it's not like you go, you spend your money, and then you leave. There's things to keep you occupied and keep you, you know, engaged and like having a good time throughout your, you know, your whole time there. Um, and actually, I think the first time that I've ever seen Rocky Horror live uh, was, you know, at the at the Monster Media Convention, and that's honestly one of my favorite parts about being able to go there uh, is being part of that experience oh yeah absolutely the uh transylvania nipple production puts on a spectacular live show i've never seen rocky horror with a live cast it is it's an experience um to jump back to to jump back to the point one of the things that you know i think kind of differentiates at least in today's world with the comic cons i've been to a comic con or two uh never the big ones on new york or la but the one in philly i've been to yeah, once or yeah twice. Me too. um and monster mania is that Horror is kind of in a place, speaking as a, as a comic guy from, again, way back, um, horror is kind of in a place where comics were 
pre-Marvel movies, which is that kind of thing you dig, maybe don't talk a whole lot about. Like, everyone loves horror. Horror movies make tons of money. They're very popular at the box office. But like, you'll feel like, oh, you know, I'll watch an occasional horror movie around Halloween. My wife's in that boat. Uh, and then you have the the hardcore horror heads. And there's almost that, um, almost an outcast mentality to it, where it's not, it's socially acceptable, but just barely. Like, you're mm-hmm. like right on the twinge, uh, especially when you start getting into like, yeah, man, like, you see a movie, you see a movie where you cut the guy's head off. Like, you say it to like a normal person, regular everyday conversation. Uh, you get that little weird look. Oh, that's, that's cool. Um, and it's just fun, like when you get into an environment where, you say it to someone like, oh, yeah, did you see X or Y or Z? And again, those conversations can get very deep and very esoteric in some cases. Like, um, you know, you're sitting at a vendor booth and some guy's talking about some 70s giallo horror flick, you know, just straight up grindhouse thing. I've never heard of it. Um, that's really cool and really awesome. that You can also, to some extent, be educated in your fandom while you're there because everyone's kind of into that same thing. It's cool. And that, I think that's one of the cool things that makes horror so, like, especially now, so accessible is, you know, if, like, those, like, Italian, like, you know, horror giallo films are your thing, like, there's stuff for you at Monster Mania. If, like, slasher, like, 80s, like, awesome, like, new classic movies are your thing, there's a ton of, like, Freddy and Jason. Um, if you're more into, like, the J-horror stuff, there's a whole section in one of the vendor rooms where all they do is sell, like, a bunch of different, like, you know, like, Japanese and, like, Asian horror stuff. Um, if you are into, like, some of, like, the newer things, uh, like, um, let's say, Stranger Things or, or, like, Stephen King's It, like, that new movie, um, ton of stuff for you there. And I feel like those are really kind of helping bring, like, horror a little bit more into the mainstream uh, because you know people did like horror has always been popular people like to see movies around those times but when you have something like like stranger things kind of like bring all those like throwback like feels of like stand by me et uh it really kind of brings in an audience which maybe might not have been so you know inclined to check out some of the like the traditional type horror things and then slowly as you know stranger things goes on it like ramps it up like a little bit uh and the fact that you have all facets of horror represented at monster mania is there really something for everybody and not even just horror we were talking earlier about uh sean michaels of wwe fame uh coming to the horror and now the theme song stuck in my head. That's a good. It's a good one. I, I play it, but uh, something tells me we can't afford the licensing for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it, there's always a gateway thing there. Like you know, when it's when we started out, True Blood was the big gateway yeah. into the horror, and then it moved to The Walking Dead, and now Stranger Things is the newest, latest. You know, you'll see kids there. We saw kids there dressed up last year as as the character from Stranger Things. Isaac is just so cool. Like, yeah. Bring your ten-year-old to the con and dress them all up. That's awesome. There's a bunch of kids at codes. There's like a whole children's section of the costume contest. Like it's not just like you know like hardcore horror fans that are going to Monster Mania. You know, it, like now it's like the whole family. There's strollers there sometimes, which you know that's a whole different problem. <laughs> that's a whole different. So it's less of them, less of them than normal. And you know, I gotta say, um, you know, Monster Mania did you know make the news like a couple years ago when like it was like super like when they first brought i think it was the first time they brought all the it kids uh when it was like at the height of its popularity um you know and the the hotel kind of got like just you know over like there's so many people there um but you know since then with the monster mania app uh, like you know they've done such a great job at being able to kind of help like control like the the flow of traffic and you still get what feels like you know 
just as many people, but in a more like organized uh, type fashion. And that app like lists all the stuff that's going on at the convention, all the movie times are in there, the map of like the layout of the con itself, Q and A's. It's really like your guide, and you can't lose it. Unlike the paper one. Yeah, and that's something to, to be said about Dave and the crew that runs it. Um, number one, I've never had a bad experience with anyone who works there. Oh um, no, never had a bad experience with Dave himself. Every time I chat with him, he's been lovely. Um, but yeah, they heard their feedback. They heard the criticism. You know, for us, it wasn't as big a deal as it was for others because you know we had a room. So when it got busy, we just went out and hung out in the room for a oh, little yeah. bit. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but they heard the feedback. They adjusted the schedule, and uh, that was two years, two cons ago. Um, and the last con where they introduced a new system, I have, I, uh, in no con have I ever seen run smoother. It there were everything was just well done, organized. So it's a really fantastic experience. So yeah, if you did, I would say that like if you know because that did hit a bunch of Facebook. You know how anytime something, you know, rough happens, people get really upset and blow it up and it goes everywhere. And then yeah. once they fix it and everything becomes positive, that gets a little bit less press, which um, is a shame. It is a shame. It's human nature, right? You're yeah. more inclined to talk about something you're upset about than something you're happy about, especially in the online circles. But yeah, it, it, over, like I said, the last con we went to was easily the best one from an organization structure perspective, getting around uh, far and away the best. Far and away. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And we are in part of the club, I think, that normally does like the pre-show tickets. Yeah, that, that, that's correct, right? I'm like, we have pre-show tickets, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one who buys the tickets, so yeah, it's always a mystery. Do we um, have those this year? Yeah, right. Um, I love, I like doing uh, the pre-show at least for Friday because we do go uh, Friday, Saturday, and uh, Sunday, uh, and the pre-show for Friday, just being able to get into the convention at four o'clock. Now the dealer's room doesn't really like officially open until five on Friday. Um, people are still setting up. There will like definitely be people there. I'm sure you can make purchases then as well. Uh, but being able to get in there just a little bit earlier, if you have your eye on someone's autograph, uh, it's a great way to kind of be able to get to the front of that line uh, or as close to the front of that line if you're not like VIP, because usually there's like a separate type line for them. Uh, but it's really, really, really helpful because then you don't have to worry about spending like, you know, hours uh, upon uh, hours waiting for some of those like, you know, top tier like VIP level guests. Yeah. Um, that being said, is there like you and I both dabble? Uh, I'd probably dabble a little bit harder <laughs> in the in the autograph world. So just, just to set the stage for everyone, as we sit in Glenn's office, he says he dabbles. I count one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. There's like 15 autographs on the walls. <laughs> various different things yeah you know i don't have a you know like like we said we both have like a family and uh you don't have a lot of room to kind of decorate so i try to cram everything into this one little corner (laughs) like i'm convinced that i can squeeze like a tony todd poster in here like somewhere i'm gonna try to like jigsaw my way like you know to success uh but like is there anybody autograph wise this year that you're getting because i'm not sure i know there we were talking about it a little earlier I think there are I think there are cool options for the fandom. For me, um, generally the way I work with autographs is that I generally find the piece and then seek the autograph. Yeah. So for me, um, you know, I know some people love connecting eight by tens and hey, that's that's good for you. But for me, it needs to be some type of really cool art or some really cool poster or some type of um, something I find. I actually had uh, the thing I had Doug Bradley sign from the Pinhead was this unbelievable kind of lithograph of kind of an artistic rendition of Pinhead that I've actually had. I bought it and had it for 
four years before I got him to sign it. And I bought it with the idea of, I'll wait till Doug Bradley hits the con again. Yeah. It just, <laughs> it took a while. Um, so for me, it's more about finding the piece. And for this year, I haven't found a piece that I'm really like super pumped on someone to sign. No, I didn't, couldn't find a piece of art or a magazine or, you know, a one, uh, you know, an eight by 10, or there's nothing really that I've seen so far that kind of matched up with the guests. So, now, that may change when I walk in the dealer room and see some super cool thing. <laughs> that has happened more than once. Yep. Um, but as of now, no, I don't think there's anything. I do, and we were talking about it right before we went live. Um, I think if you grew up in the 90s when we did, um, I, I craft, something signed completely by all the members of the craft would just be spectacular. There's part of me that may just get that from my wife. That may... That may make the con a little more palatable to her yeah you know i mean uh my wife is uh, likes the craft as well and that is that is definitely super tempting really the only hard part about um about that is that you have to um you know it's like four it's like four separate lines you know that you need to that you need to stand in um so i mean it would it would definitely you gotta be committed it would definitely get you it would definitely get you points you know but <laughs> but as somebody who has stood in like a lot of lines for uh some of the autographs like you like you said uh commitment is definitely uh, a factor uh, because like you know you can get you can get a few people done but the fact that everybody is there um that like, that's huge and they have this is something that's something you could use the vip ticket for i believe it comes with like a mind skip uh, where you'd be able to kind of help yourself out uh, yeah a little bit but there's four of them uh so <laughs> so i mean hey don't pump on that vip too hard man they're sold out already i mean that that, <laughs> that is true you know i keep waiting for like the year where i'm like you know i'm definitely getting definitely gonna get the vip definitely gonna get it but i haven't quite been able to like pull the trigger on it yet and i want like i want the excuse to to buy it just so you know um especially because some of those like q a's uh sometimes finding seating on on some of them like they, they're super popular um so like i would like those coveted seats <laughs> oh yeah that's actually one thing we didn't even talk about at the beginning is just the the q a's and just the free events they put on some of those have been spectacular i go back to uh and a story i still tell people which is uh bruce campbell years oh, yeah. ago that man's Q and A. That man just like you. You watch him in a video, and you know you see him in interviews. And you just assume, oh, the man oozes charisma. Then you see him live, and you understand what that actually means when he can just be up on stage. And granted, look, he does a lot of these. It's um, I don't want to call it a shtick because that downplays it, but he's definitely asked some of these questions before. Oh yeah, but some of his stuff is just so whip crack funny. Um, so yeah, stuff like that. Those little events. Um, those little things are just are just always such a cool part of it. Yeah, Bruce Campbell's one was uh, great. I think we've been to Robert England. Um, mm-hmm. We've done Christopher Lloyd, uh, and just the fact that you kind of like get to be there and experience like you know the back and forth and have the opportunity to you know ask these you know celebrity guests like these questions, super super helpful. And from time to time uh, on monsterator you will usually like post some of these q a's like on their facebook uh so that you can actually go back and watch it um which i think is which i think is super cool uh autograph wise this year i i got my eye on tony todd uh as we have uh on on my wall here i've got a bunch of different posters and i've been big on like the japanese posters i just think they have a really cool aesthetic to them they usually have like some like non-traditional artwork um but they also usually combine the regular movie posters so you get it's really just cool mashup. Uh, so depending, uh, I might I might try to see if I can't track down uh, Tony Todd for that. Um, I've had him sign Final Destination uh, in the past because I really like Final Destination. 
Um, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. You do know that Candyman's actually getting remade, right? I did. I saw that. That's uh, that's interesting. It's who's on? I think Jordan Peele I'm is producing say Jordan Peele's it. involved, right? Yeah, I think he's producing it, um, which is super, super cool. I'm very excited for the Twilight Zone um, like remake. If anybody is gonna like do well with it, I'm sure. I'm sure it's him. Uh, but uh, but we'll see. I guess that's a that's a topic for another time. Um, yeah, don't don't bring up all the topics now, man. We're trying to do more of these. That is, that is true. You're absolutely, <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. Um, we got look, look. June is a dark time. Oh God, where we just we just sit around. And be like, is it? Is it? Is it September yet? I know. But you know what? June or is not, it August? Uh, yeah, June's not that far from August, so it's not it's not too. That's bad. actually. You know what? It's rough. It's really rough in like October, but it's just like, ugh. Yeah. It, it's like six months away. You know what that that jogs my jogs my memory a little bit because um, I don't think they I don't think Monster Mania did it uh, this past December uh, but sometimes in December they'll do like a holiday like horror like movie thing where they show like a few different uh, movies uh, in the hotel uh, so like you know you get like a little bit like a little bit to like kind of just like tide you over but speaking of the movies which at, at as of this recording have not uh, not been announced yet I'm super excited for when they will be. Uh, normally they're like shown i think like on dvd uh but every once in a while you do get a movie shown on film uh which is like you know an experience because you don't really yeah, get that, cool. that often we saw uh night of living dead yeah the Living Dead. So, we saw on yeah. film. we saw the original vincent price house on haunted hill which mm-hmm. was cool um and then they're always showing they've shown a couple trailer reels they've mm-hmm. showed you know some general stuff there. Uh, that's been that's been really cool because I'm a I'm I'm we're both 35 mil heads, so like if they say film, generally speaking, I'm going to show up for it. I feel like they had did they have Candyman once? I feel like they did, and uh, I, I know they had. We saw They Live on film once. Like, oh yeah, that was cool. But that it was cool. It's just super. It's just super. Um, it's just super awesome because the, the the guys who run like the movies and show the films like they're so into like what they're doing. There's no one there. You were speaking to how you never had a bad experience. I feel like there's no one there who is either like behind a table like taking like tickets or helping people go through the entrance or setting up the movies. No one's having a bad time. You know, no. Despite like how busy it might be and probably how many times they're asked the same question like over and over again. And like I myself have volunteered, uh, you know, there um uh, to to help out and like just the fact that you're there like and you have the opportunity i guess to like you said interact with some of those people like you're just excited to like be like kind of in the in the atmosphere of the convention yeah man yeah we've got we've got we've got a lot here if you are interested in checking out the different autographs you can do so over on their facebook page there is a link to all um so many people always used to ask on the facebook page like how much does like this person charge for an autograph how much do they charge for a picture uh is there a combo deal this is the first year that monster mania has actually been able to grab some of that information in advance and post it right on the facebook uh so you on the facebook you have a giant list of all of uh almost all of the autograph uh, prices as well as like you know if there's an extra charge for a photo uh, on how much the professional photo ops cost um, from anybody like you know the prices seem to range from $20 all the way up to 70 which is actually super reasonable because you know some I'm trying to think of what the most I paid for someone's autograph is I think it would probably be Tim Curry but uh, I feel I'm gonna tell myself that that's worth it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I do like how you added that. Like, I'm gonna tell myself. Yeah. That's worth well, it. you know what? I'm super glad that I'm super glad that I have it. Like I said, Rocky Horror <laughs> is 
Um, really, just a really, really fun experience because they pack a lot of people into that like main ballroom where yeah. they do Rocky Horror. I'm hoping that this year that's the same place that they have it um, again because you fit so many people in there. Everybody knows the, the words to all the songs. Everyone's just having a good time, uh, and it's just awesome that you can that, that that's something that is included with the convention. You know, you really get uh, you know your money's your money's worth if you're when you go to this convention. There's always something to do. So the way I figure, if I don't get an autograph, uh, I can buy more plastic stuff. That's how I. That's how I justify it in my head. <laughs> that's true. I'm really, really like running. I'm I'm really running out of room you are for items. Room. It's a it's a struggle. I'm I'm. I don't so, know, man. I'm looking at a blank wall right over there. I know, I know. But you know, that's the nice thing about being able to. Uh, I display. I'll post a picture of my uh, desk uh, on uh, Instagram, uh, which is uh, at Preachcast, and you'll be able to see like the layout of everything. Like I have everything in this little nook. So when I sit in it, I'm surrounded by like different moments from like everything on this wall. For the most part, is something that has come from the horror convention uh, or has been signed uh, at Monstermania. Like. Like I, I decorate my walls with this con. <laughs> so let me ask. So if you had to pick some talking about the con and stuff you've gotten through the years, is there uh, is there a particular like piece that you have that you've gotten from the con that's just like that's your like like you know let's say the unthinkable happens right house is burning down you get your family out you're running back in you're grabbing one thing what are you grabbing? Oh man, I can only grab one thing, huh? I'm yeah. like, can I grab two? <laughs> he's like, he's like, if I left my family, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, right? How much? How but much? Listen, more get I out on your own. Like, you, can, you can walk. Daddy needs more posters. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess I'd have to like you know, I've I've been fortunate enough to be able to get like a bunch of cool autographs at a convention. Uh, I stood in line for Freddie's autograph for a long, long time. That was a long wait. Um, that being said, if I had to choose something, I would probably take. Uh, the Japanese poster of it um, with all the signatures on it just because I have pretty much every kid from the movie uh, have their autograph on there. Um, I think I'm missing maybe one. Uh, so we'll have to see uh, if uh, the It kids come back uh, to Monstermania. I definitely would love to complete that. Uh, and then when It Chapter 2 comes out, I'm going to try to squeal. Like, if they have those people, uh, those actors and actresses come around uh, from Montsmania, I'll try to have squeeze them signatures on there as well. Maybe like around the border <laughs> or something. Like, I'll make it happen. Uh, but I do also have the Babadook book, and that would be uh, hard to hard to leave because I always see that for sale at the convention, and I like scoff at how much money it costs. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kickstarter. Yeah, I paid nowhere near um, the. The, the Babadook pop-up book. I'm a big fan of that movie. I, like, I think it's I think it's cool, really different. Um, but the horror convention, only a week away. Uh, you mentioned how big of a fan you are of the plastic. Is there anything um, at the convention that you have your eye on? Ooh. Um. Or, or not even necessarily. Like, if there's nothing you have your eye on, what are you hoping, like, you know, to, to see while you're there? Well, I, I know I know they won't be there at this one. There's a particular figure line. NECA just announced the, uh, I forget the name of it, Toonie Terrors, I think they're called. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think they'll be out yet. Which, yeah, if anyone here is listening to that and you're into kind of, especially NECA, I, I dig on the NECA stuff uh, a lot. I find the quality to be good, just it, to excellent, especially on some of the larger scale stuff. While the price is, is affordable, right? You know, I love, obviously I love the Sideshow stuff. And I have one Sideshow piece that, oh, I, how I found that. I got that. I, from, 
Uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare, Freddy. I have a, the slideshow piece of that, slideshow collectible piece. Someone sold me for 20 bucks at the con. She was trying to get rid of it. And I told her, like, I'm like, I'm not going to resell it. This is going to come out of the box. It's going to go on my shelf. Um, and I adore that piece. Um, but anyway, talking him through NECA, I think NECA does just some absolutely spectacular stuff. But, like, you know, regular sideshow price are, like, 200 bucks, 150 bucks. That stuff, that stuff, don't come cheap. Um, so I, I love those Toonie Terrors, but that'll probably be more the August con. Um, I love, uh, last year I was really torn, um, and I, God, I don't know where I have room for it, but the, uh, the Bat Gremlin, uh, that oh, yeah, put out so is cool. so cool. Uh, it was a choice last year. I knew last year I was buying a piece. I knew I had a specific place for it. It was between that, both two NECA pieces, the Bat Gremlin and the, uh, Alien Queen. I went with the Alien Queen. It was not a bad decision. That figure is spec. If you have room, that figure is spectacular. Um, it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, yeah, but for me, it's always, um, whenever I'm there, generally it's a game time decision. I don't do a lot of research before. I, I try not to. Yeah. Because I prefer to go there and just see what catches my eye. Um, but generally, I think this year I would like, um, if I could find something cool, I look for two things. Either a really cool figure or a really cool art piece. So one of my favorite things that I own is a company. They're still at the con. They still sell them. Uh, it's a reanimator it's called a shadow box i guess um so basically it's oh a, yeah that's so cool it's such a cool piece this guy puts together um a, the syringe from reanimator which is iconic with that green glowing liquid it has a vial of it and it has a laser cut um and i'm guessing some type of acrylic a green reanimator logo and then he mounts a black light in this kind of steel encased shadow box it looks dope um I actually have gone out on multiple occasions, bought more rechargeable batteries so I can continue to run that battery powered blacklight because it's, it's just such a cool fun piece. And again, like that's one of those things that, again, I love my plastic. I love that stuff. But at the end of the day, look, if I don't get my background one, I can just hit Amazon up on Monday and buy the thing. But stuff like that, the craft stuff, the art, those really cool people that, that come and actually create things. Um, that's a really cool piece. That's one of a kind. Like, I can only buy that there. I can't. I suppose I can go try to find them on Instagram. But let's be fair. I'm never going to do that. Yeah, but something about being able to find, like, because it's not just the same stuff. That, that's a great point that you said about, like, being able to grab it on Amazon. As somebody who's become accustomed <laughs> to getting, like, everything in two days, it's nice to being able to see some of, like, these, like, handcrafted items, like, showcased at such, like, a high level uh, at monster mania over the years like i've bought um uh, a pillow uh, from the evil dead that looks like the necronomicon necronomicon uh it's over on my um on my sofa like right now still use it all the time uh, on my wall i have a where's waldo uh walking dead mashup uh entitled where's negan uh where it is a giant scene from the walking dead and you have to try to locate negan as if he is waldo uh, there's just a bunch of really cool stuff that like fans who are passionate about uh horror and like you know the horror community make themselves uh and it's just awesome to be able to support some of those artists and like have a conversation with them about their art face to face like yes you could find them on instagram but like you know you might forget you might not be able to like come across it and there's something to be said about being able to like actually hold the items like in your hand uh like you know when you're making that kind of game time decision on what you're going to be purchasing it's the and this is one of the things that as i think if you know we can boil this down to a major part of relationships that we both love the joy of the hunt mm-hmm. 
there is we've done it with dvd collecting we've done it with vinyl collecting uh we've done it with just <laughs> hitting up uh flea markets and seeing what we can find there is a joy in the hunt and finding the thing which is partially why i don't think i do a lot of research because i love that i go i see a thing it catches my eye and i buy like that's just generally how i work um i was noticing the other day that there is a major gap in my collection from a from a movie standpoint that i don't have anything dream warriors and it's my favorite nightmare on elm street and that just seems wrong to me i don't have any pieces from it i have no figures from it um i've always eyeballed and it this this is gonna take some doing but i've always eyeballed those like uh the artisan created gloves again actually oh, yeah the same guy who did the reanimator mm-hmm. one which i really should find out this guy's name um he's he, been there a couple times a couple now. of times we'll probably run to him he does a very cool um dream warriors glove with the the iconic one if you obviously if you've seen the movie the one with the needles um i don't know if i if i i feel like if i come home with that i'm just gonna have to appear in my office <laughs> Hopefully, hope my wife doesn't listen to this podcast ever. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I know. Don't worry, she won't. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you have to keep it. Uh, like, that's the thing too. Like, you have to like one, I mean, and it's totally it, like the money. Like, those people deserve the money because when they handcraft oh, these yeah. items, they like they're not messing around. Um, they put a lot of time and a lot of effort into it. Um, but you know, when you make it's it's not necessarily like some of these things are you know priced accordingly. They're spending a lot of time. Um, you know, and money and resources to make these so the price is going to reflect that um so when you purchase one of these you know you got to be prepared not to mention if you're going to buy it and spend a sizable amount of money you better have a place to put it and enjoy it you know yeah supply and demand right like it's a niche on top of a niche it's like i like freddy but i don't just want the freddy glove i want the very specific glove from dream warriors with the syringes on it you know what i mean like it's like it's a niche of a niche. It's a niche within a niche. Yeah. No, I understand. Uh, I pulled up, um, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but it's the uh, NECA Gremlins Ultimate Gremlin, uh, and it's Stripe with a few different uh, accessories. Have you seen this uh, it, at all? Oh, yeah. I um, I caught, uh, I do, I say I don't do research, and I, I, that I've actually seen it. I watch, um, I saw on YouTube, they were going to the New York Toy Fair, and they were talking about it. I watched the NECA one specifically because I'm oh, yeah? kind of a NECA fanboy. Um, is it out yet? Yes. Yes, it is now. Oh, now. no. Yeah. Um, this is the one uh, from, there's a bunch of different accessories, but the thing I made this one cool is it's all the movie stuff, right? From mm-hmm. the movie and Grandma's. Yeah. I saw it because I remember I was super pumped because he has the popcorn thing on his ears and that just that cracks me up. Yeah, it's it's super cool looking. He uh, Stripe has like actual like hair uh, for his like white mohawk uh, and it kind of looks like more just like it looks like how you remember seeing him in the movie it looks like it's just super movie accurate and stripe was always my favorite gremlin gremlins is one of the big movies that got me into horror when i was a kid because it was like gremlins poltergeist um like just like and ghostbusters kind of just like on loop taped from first run if you remember first (laughs) one when you had to like call up the phone and like order your movies and i'd be like can we tape it like is that okay (laughs) um and uh like i've just constantly watched those uh films so this i might try to pick up what's Um, it running uh it's 25 bucks at fye and normally um i gotta tell you it you get the markup you do get a little bit of the markup at at the convention but every once in a while like like people will sell like these NECA figures for like twenty bucks, and I strongly urge you to walk around the con- do at least one lap 
around like the con especially if you find something that you want make sure that you go and you check the prices because somebody might be selling it for 25 bucks and someone else might be selling it for 45 like yeah like so i mean even though in the moment you see something and you're like oh yes like i gotta have this if it's the last one and you're like absolutely committed and that's what you came for then i mean i guess buy it uh but if you're willing to be able to like take a walk around and look like definitely do so because there is some overlap but that being said from year to year like i'm always seeing new stuff it's never like i'm like oh it's the same stuff i saw last year sometimes i am like i love there being a ton of vendors Uh, and there are some times where i'm like i wish there was more you know but they use like every inch of that floor i'm sure if they could fit more vendors in there they would do so Oh, yeah, totally. Um, and one of the things is it also depends on, at least for figures, right? It depends on when that item comes out. Like, for example, this figure we're talking about, it's a brand new release. Everyone's going to have access to it. Oh, yeah. they are going to be competitive. If you are a specialty collector, if you're looking for something specific or from a specific run, eh, you may find one. Maybe you're lucky find two. Generally speaking, the prices are the same. Um Man, you just pulled this up on the screen. It, it is. I am always impressed with, with where NECA... Nick, when they started out, their sculpts were good, but they just, they just, every run they do, it just keeps getting better and better and better. And that looks, that's, I mean, that's for 25 bucks, that's an insta buy for me. Oh, yeah. It's an insta buy. It says he's got 25 points of articulation. (laughs) Like, I don't know how big this, uh, you know, this gremlin is seven, seven inches. I feel like that's like a lot of motion for a figure that's not too big. I'll tell you what, I got the, uh, the, the, the Chucky figure, the NECA Chucky. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that thing, number one, has more accessories you can shake a stick at. But he, he's he got articulation all over the place. Um, and that's, he's tiny. I think he's four inches, three and a half, four inches. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they do, they can, the stuff those guys can do uh, with digital printing and digital manufacture and just the way that they can create those things, oh, they can do some really cool stuff. Yeah, man, there's a wealth of stuff for you to kind of peruse while you're at the convention. Movies to see, autographs, uh, you know, to check out. Um, you don't even really even have to leave for food. Uh, like, they do have food there. They You can get food delivered. Um, I'm excited. We usually go to the Korean barbecue. Well, last year was the first time. Oh, yeah. And Because um, we used to go to the other barbecue joint that was there. But I highly recommend, if you are making your way over to Cherry Hill Monster Mania, um, there's a Korean barbecue place. It is awesome. Uh, super cool. Make your own food. They do. If you've ever done Korean barbecue, I never had. They do like yeah, my little, first time too. It was super cool. Like a little hot plate in the center. It kind of reminded me of, um, uh, what's the, like, like, um, I want to say crock pot, but that ain't it. Oh, fondue. Oh, oh, fondue. fondue. Yeah. Similar concept, just sands oil and think like a skillet. Um, and yeah, we got to eat all kinds of really fun meat. Got to eat tongue. You don't get to eat tongue every day. It's That's actually pretty fun. good. Oh, tongue's delicious. A little chewy, but delicious. I got to eat all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, look, it ain't for you know. It ain't. It ain't the budget. It ain't the budget meal of the con. You know, it ain't <laughs> yeah, ordering no, pizza, but it's, not. it's worth it. It's good. Yeah, and I mean, it's walking distance from the hotel, which is clutch, especially in especially this con. This, you know, the one in March, you want to keep you know all, all of your stuff around it goes because hey it's jersey in march it's cold um august i'm willing to venture out a little bit further but yeah man it's a good time get to eat some get to eat some tongue with you in march there you go there you go <laughs> next 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 week yeah next week man that's the that's the crazy part is that it's it sneaks up on you and then all of a sudden you look up and oh crap it's friday i gotta go gotta pack my bag absolutely man you got you definitely and i feel like that was a big like being able to stay at the horror convention 
so so much so much easier from like a logistical standpoint the place usually does sell out so even though like i don't want you to get my room like because like i want to continue to stay at the hard convention if you're interested in staying at the hotel and you're going to the hard convention like make sure that you get that like reservation in as soon as possible you can call them and ask for the monster mania con they usually have like a uh, like a special like a little bit of like a discounted rate that you can get um, which is super, which is super helpful. It's always good to be able to save uh, a little bit of money. Uh, but, um, being able to stay there that whole time, you know, if you're, if you're committed to being, to being there that long, not everybody is, is you know, as we're super lucky, uh, you know, that our families put up with this, <laughs> <laughs> this obsession, horror convention obsession that we Look, have. Yeah. I don't know what you're doing. Staying at the con is terrible. No one should do it. Yeah. You should, you should all just come for the day and never call for rooms, no. please. No, you know, the, like, <laughs> like I let like, I've never, that's the thing. Like everybody, I feel like hotel, like for the most part sells out all the time. That being said, I've never had a hard time like getting a room. It just had, it's like the early bird gets the worm. You got to be like in there and, uh, and dedicated to do it. And I love the fact that the hotel sells out because like that just show that just kind of like helps like me know and feel comfortable that like monster mania, like is not going anywhere. I hope I cross my fingers. I don't want to drink. Oh no, man. I mean, myself. Uh, unless he has, unless, you know, Dave and his crew hit a point where they just don't want to do it anymore. Um, but I mean, from a growth perspective, it has grown, year over year over year the popularity has grown i mean again that was the that was the one cool thing that we both said is that you know while there were issues a couple years ago and you know again that we i wouldn't say we had frustrations but we definitely felt it the same way i think everyone who was there felt it there was the thing even when we said it we went through like it's a good sign it means the con's growing it means that you know this is still going to continue to be here uh, because this has become, you know, again, this has become a major focal point in what we do. You know, what do we do? We go to the con twice a year. Yep. Um, one time we did three times when we hit on Valley. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So they also do this if you're, you know, Hey, similar con experience in Maryland, which is a bit of a hike for us. Yeah. Right? Is it Maryland? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hunt, Hunt Valley, yeah, Hunt Maryland. Maryland. Um, I think from where we are in South Jersey, it's probably close to three hours yeah, uh, or so it's a little bit of a ride but i mean it's not that bad and it, it's a little you know it, it's more monster mania which is awesome uh can't complain about that at all uh it's a little bit more of a like uh relaxed setting i would mm-hmm. say we um, went that was a while ago yeah that's true that was that was a while ago uh but cherry hill to me has always been like one again super convenient but like it's big like the, the hotel is pretty sizable like you know it's got but like that bigger like atmosphere i feel like as compared to the hotel and you know at some point someone from you know tennessee or Vermont or Maine is going to listen to this who drives the Cherry Hill Fields comic. You guys are jerks. You're oh, complaining yeah. about driving two hours. No, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> We're the spoiled, thing, man. man. Super, super fortunate. It's right here. That it's, you know, that it's so close. But, you know, I've been to other uh, conventions. Like, uh, and I've been to Chiller, uh, which is still which is still fun but it's just a different uh experience um monster mania kind of like encompasses all the things that i love about horror and like puts it under one roof that is luckily right in my backyard (laughs) um so you know that being said like we're we're pretty spoiled so i'm really looking forward uh to the convention next week yeah man me too awesome Hopefully you guys out there in internet land are going to be at Monster Mania. And if you are going to Monster Mania, let us know over on Twitter 
at Preachcast is the handle. And I would love to know kind of like what you're looking forward to. If you've got your eye on something there, if you're going to be like, if you purchase something really cool and you want to show it off, most people usually use the hashtag MonsterMania and you can kind of just go through there. As Rob and I are over at the con, I'll be searching that hashtag, seeing what everyone's got, posting on it. Um, if we end up buying something cool, I'll make sure to take a picture of it and share it with you because I feel like that's what MonsterMania is all about, sharing that communal experience. And Mr. Mr. Rob, thank you for joining me here on It Came From Cherry Hill to talk about our mutual love and admiration for Monster Mania. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I'm going to be, I, we, like I said, we're definitely going to, at, least, at the very minimal, we're going to do at least one more of these because uh, I want to, I'm interested to hear, you know, the post conversation around what this all was. So yeah, man, this was awesome. Awesome, man. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. And of course, if you did, make sure that you subscribe over to us on, uh, you know, we're pretty much everywhere at this point. Uh, we're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and the Google Play Store. We're all, all over the place. Um, probably the best way to reach us to, out to us is on Twitter at Preachcast. Thank you once again and enjoy the con. Thank you.